Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! Vince Brown. In the morning. In the morning. In the morning. Ooh, take it downtown, Vince Brown. W-O-S-D. Chicago's Old School and Dusty's and Cheryl Underwood Afternoons, W-O-S-D. Hey, everybody. It's Vince Brown from Vince Brown in the Morning, back again with the Vince Brown in the Morning podcast, a little bit different this time. We're actually going to take you back through the week that was on the show with some of our special segments. It's, it's something I think we kind of neglected where you're the first time around with the podcast, but I think this time around we should be able to get it right. Uh, you can also always do- download this podcast from WOSDRadio.com up in the Vince Brown in the Morning section, or you can swing over to iTunes and download this podcast as well. We're over there, too. So here's what you missed this week as we present this edition of the Vince Brown in the Morning podcast on WOSD. If you haven't heard by now, especially for those of you who listen to us down in our southern part of the United States, Leah Chase, the widow of noted restaurateur Edgar Dukey Chase II, made a transition early Sunday morning in New Orleans. Uh, Leah Chase kept the old Dukey Chase restaurant alive until her death, uh, which is some three years after the passing of her husband. Dukey Chase's was indeed one of the most important restaurants in the civil rights movement as it basically fed everybody and anybody not able to partake of cuisine in downtown New Orleans because of obvious reasons. Well, a little bit later on in the life of Dukey Chase Restaurant, President George H.W. Bush had a chance to visit there and, and dine for a little bit. And then, then presidential candidate by the name of Barack Obama called himself trying to put hot sauce in the gumbo, and Leah said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You know not put hot sauce in this cotton-picking gumbo. Well, that, this is just a paraphrase of what she did, but, but I think the, 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 the president got the message at the point. But it is indeed a changing of the guard, a passing of an era, as we here at WOSD and the Vince Brown in the Morning Show bid farewell and rest well to the legendary Leah Chase, dead at 96. In honor of Mrs. Chase, let's play a little Ernie Cato, his former top 40 hit mother-in-law. He, too, a native New Orleanian and a native Louisianan, just like Leah Chase out of Madisonville herself. Mother-in-law from Ernie Cato right here on the Vince Brown in the Morning Show on WOSD. Good morning. Mother-in-law. Oh, Lord. 
Celebrity birthday time, a number of celebrities this time around. Let's start with one of the unsung heroes of jazz music, multi-instrumentalist Anthony Braxton, uh, uh, part of the free jazz movement, a native of Chicago. Since the 1960s, he has released more than 100 albums, including a lot with the saxophone family of instruments. Uh, he led a trio with violinist Leroy Jenkins and trumpeter Wadada Leo Smith uh, early in his career. He's also a member of the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians. But it is his work with the saxophone, both as a band leader and uh, as, a, as a session man, that has kept him in the mix of the free jazz and avant-garde jazz movements. We say happy 74th birthday to saxophonist Anthony Braxton. Next up on the Barbie, we also say happy birthday to L. DeBarge, the lead singer of the DeBarge family and a strong soloist in his own right. His given name is Eldra Patrick DeBarge, born in Detroit. Uh, some of the best-known hits that he has uh, done include Time Will Reveal, Stay With Me, All This Love, and Rhythm of the Night. That's from the soundtrack to The Last Dragon. Uh, he also did another soundtrack track called Who's Johnny and Love Always. He's also collaborated with a few other major folks, among them Tone Lowe, George Clinton, Faith Evans, Quincy Jones, Foreplay, and DJ Quick. He is indeed a three-time Grammy nominee. We say happy 58th birthday to Big L, L. DeBarge. From the Big L to the Big Key, we say happy birthday to legendary gospel singer and pastor John P. Key. The P stands for Prince. That's his middle name. Native of Durham, North Carolina, praise and worship man since 1987. He was in a huge family, like 16 kids. He was next to last in a bunch, but nonetheless, he did his thing. His ministry uh, started up in Michigan and has been all over the world since then. Uh, in 1990, he founded the Victory and Praise Music and Arts Seminar Mass Choir, or VIP, and that was in order to fellowship with various ministries, songwriters, musicians, and choir directors from all over the country. And of course, all of that success allowed him to earn the moniker, the Prince of Gospel Music. We say happy 57th birthday to John P. Key. And now from the big key to the big X, we say happy birthday to former NBA superstar, Xavier McDaniel, the pride of Columbia, South Carolina, big bruising, six foot seven, two hundred eighteen pound power forward, number four overall pick in the nineteen eighty five draft for the Seattle SuperSonics out of Wichita State. He played with Seattle, Phoenix, the Knicks, Boston, and one last go round with the New Jersey Nets. A one time All Star in nineteen eighty eight was a parent part of the All Rookie Team in nineteen eighty six. At one time, he was the leading scorer in all of college basketball. That was 1985. Twice, he was the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. And his number 34 is retired by his alma mater. When it was all said and done, the College Basketball Hall of Famer dropped in over 13,000 points, snagged over 5,300 rebounds, and dished over 1,700 assists. We say happy 56th birthday 
to the X-Man, Xavier McDaniel. Also, happy birthday to one of the more enduring figures of R&B music, Al B. Shore, the Boston, Massachusetts native-born Albert Joseph Brown III. He broke out on the scene with Night and Day, which topped the R&B charts for seven straight weeks. The follow-up was pretty good, too. It was off on your own, girl. Won an American Music Award for Best New R&B Artist. A number of Grammy nominations as well. Uh, And at the time that he was in the mix, the 1-900 number craze was big. He was one of the leading revenue makers in the 1-900 number business. He's also had a label of his own since then, but it is his work on his first album that continues to be the hallmark of that era of soul music. We say happy 51st birthday to Al B. Sure. Later this morning, we will pay tribute and a happy birthday to one of the founding members of Sly and the Family Stone. We'll let you know who that member is a little, little while. But in honor of Black Music Month, we're going to go ahead and play a track from that crew. Sly and the Family Stone, this is You Can Make It If You Try. Now, those of you that listen to Hypnotic's Backyard Party on Saturday night at 6 p.m. where he does the hip-hop show, you might remember a sample in the moment you hear a certain portion of the song. I'm just going to leave it at that. Sly and the Family Stone, you can make it if you try, in honor of Black Music Month, right here on Vince Brown in the Morning on WOSD. Good morning.
Today, I mentioned earlier in the show that we've got a member of Sly and the Family Stone turning another year. It is Freddie Stone this time. Freddie is a uh, longtime guitarist and co-founder of Sly and the Family Stone. His brother Sly and sisters Rosie and Vet, all a part of the original mix. He has been a minister since, uh, but he still may remain true to his Northern California roots in Vallejo. He's been a pastor since 1994 uh, under the Pentecostal faith. Uh, according to a KCRW interview with Sly Stone in 2009, uh, he was a committed Christian in 1980, ordained as an evangelist preacher in 1988, and he was prepared to take over his uncle's church, which is Evangelist Temple Fellowship Center Kojic, of which he is currently pastor. Uh, but he has still stayed close to his roots with Sly and the Family Stone and has not regretted ever since. We say happy 72nd birthday to a co-founder of the Stones, Freddie Stone, the man born Frederick Jerome Stewart. We also want to say happy birthday to Brian McKnight, Grammy Award winning singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist we found out. Uh, the Pride of Buffalo, New York, has been singing since 1988. Uh, not only is he a pretty good singer, uh, he is also a pretty good percussionist. Uh, uh, lots of instruments he can play, among those guitar, piano, tuba, and trumpet. Uh, 16 Grammy nominations. He is his third to Snoop Dogg and Morton Lindbergh, as artists with the most Grammy nominations without a win. But that does not stop him from recording. As a matter of fact, as late as 2017, he's had uh, an LP, and this time it was Genesis. Uh, he has been nominated a lot. His, his awards, however, have been interesting. He won in 2000 for Back at One for the NAACP Image Awards. Then... 1999, the year before that, he won a Soul Train Music Award for his track, Anytime. We say happy 50th birthday to singer, songwriter, and actor, Brian McKnight. As we continue our salute to Black Music Month, today would have been the 83rd birthday of one Levi Stubbs, the pride of Detroit, Michigan, born Levi Stubbles, lead vocalist of the Four Tops, uh, one of the most uh, prolific groups under the Motown label of their early days in the 1960s and 1970s. Uh, he also was a voice artist in film and television and influenced many, many artists later on down the road, most notably Daryl Hall and John Oates. As a matter of fact, the last time he sang was the 2004 anniversary concert for the Four Tops, celebrating their 50th year in the mix. 
at the Detroit Opera House. Uh, they were known originally as the Originals, and one of his relatives, also a major force for Motown, the late great Jackie Wilson. Uh, when the Four Tops started out, they were known as the Four Arms in 1954, and they also signed to Chess Records. But when Chess brought them aboard, this is when the Four Tops name came into the mix, and as they say, the rest is history. To honor the Four Tops this morning, here comes one of their signature tracks, I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, as we salute Black Music Month on Vince Brown in the Morning, WOSD. Celebrity birthday time. Let's start with the pride of Jacksonville, Florida. Gary U.S. Bonds. Born Gary LaVon Anderson, the U.S. Bonds uh, came up in the mix uh, in trying to get himself somehow uh, aligned with 
an advertisement regarding such U.S. bonds. You know, it's a financial uh, instrument that used by most folks to uh, invest in the country, per se. Well, the Gary U.S. bonds stuck, but he had to kind of put a parenthesis on it just to make sure uh, he really didn't was confused with everybody. Two of his signature hits were New Orleans and Quarter to Three. Matter of fact, New Orleans was his debut hit. In 1960, it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 that out uh, that particular year. Quarter to three was his lone number one hit. Uh, it reached number one in 1961. Three other top ten hits followed. School is out in the same year at hit number five. And back-to-back top ten hits, Dear Lady Twist and Twist Twist Senora from the album Twist Up Calypso. Uh, He's sung those hits ever since, and as a matter of fact, he's even a part of the Long Island Music Hall of Fame. So we say happy 80th birthday to Gary U.S. Bonds. Continuing the hit parade, one of the greatest producers to ever hit the scene and a man responsible for helping usher in the Minneapolis sound. We say happy birthday to Jimmy Jam, the man born James Samuel Harris III in Minneapolis. He and collaborator Terry Lewis were very responsible not only for the Minneapolis sound, but for the numerous number ones that they were able to produce. Most of those coming from Janet Jackson, nine to be exact, starting with When I Think of You, All For You was the last number one that she had. Other artists that they've produced number ones for, The Human League, George Michael, Karen White, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, and Usher. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis opened Flight Time in 1982 and have won five Grammy Awards together. Uh, they were also nominated for an Academy Award for, again, by Janet Jackson from the movie Poetic Justice. We say happy 60th birthday to one half of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, James Samuel Jimmy Jam Harris III. One more in the mix, and this is one for all the wrestling fans out there. Ahmed Johnson turns another year. The man born Anthony Norris in Lake Alfred, Florida. He was the first African-American to win a singles championship in in World Wrestling Entertainment when he first won the Intercontinental title in 1996. Uh, for a time, he was also a part of WCW uh, and retired in 2003 on the independent circuit. Uh, he, a graduate of the University of Tennessee by way of Houston Tillotson University. He played for a moment with the Dallas Cowboys for a couple of seasons before making the transition into wrestling. We say happy 56th birthday to the first African-American singles champion in WWE history, Ahmed Johnson. Well, for those of you that follow our veterans, know that Thursday was D-Day 
75 years in the making, a big to-do over at Omaha Beach, France, in the Normandy region. And it's interesting, our president went over there to uh, help commemorate the occasion, but just couldn't help himself and take a pot shot at Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. And I'm quite sure most of you who follow that are shaking your heads in itself. So enough about that as we continue our celebration of Black Music Month this June 2019. Let me tell you about a man named Prince. Prince's given name was taken from his father's jazz trio, Prince Rogers, as in Prince Rogers Nelson, the given name of the purple-clad one. Both Prince's mother and father played in this trio. Young Prince, before he achieved musical fame, was quite the basketball player. As a matter of fact, he was an all-city guard in junior high school and could have done so on the high school level, but said, you know what? I'm going to trade in a basketball for a guitar and see how this thing goes. Well, at the age of 17, he signed a contract with Warner Brothers, and his debut album, For You, dropped in 1978. It was when he dropped his self-titled second album in 1979 that he really hit the map big time. Dirty Mind controversy in 1999 all followed. And then he really put himself on the map and the Minneapolis sound with the LP and movie of the same name in 1984, Purple Rain. That LP spent 24 weeks atop the Billboard Top 200 and sold over 20 million copies worldwide. After releasing the albums Around the World in a Day in Parade, his then band The Revolution disbanded, and then Sign of the Times dropped, and that was the last time that his name appeared on a Warner Brothers LP. Because of a contract dispute, he then had that weird-looking symbol you saw not only on the LP, but also on his guitar. It wasn't until 1998 when he finally broke away from Warner Brothers and went to Arista that the name Prince returned. Fast forward to the untimely passing in 2016 when an accidental overdose of fentanyl at his Chanhassen, Minnesota apartment untimely did one of the most innovative musicians in. So as we celebrate the music of Prince during Black Music Month, here is one of his signature songs and probably foretold a lot of things we see now. This is 1999 from Prince on Vince Brown in the Morning.
celebrity birthdays today just one this time around and a very important one one of the most prolific record producers and executives in the game today and possibly ever L.A. Reed turns another year. The pride of Cincinnati, Ohio, born Antonio Marquise Reed, was the co-founder of LaFace Records with Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, a three-time Grammy Award-winning producer and songwriter. One of his biggest hits was Boys to Men's End of the Road. He also has been a judge on the U.S. version of The X Factor, and now he currently leads Epic Records as their president. He's also an accomplished author. He published the recent New York Times bestseller, Sing to Me, My Story of Making Music, Finding Magic, and Searching for Who's Next. And boy, has he been the man to do that. Some of the artists that he has written and produced for include Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, Outcast, Tony Braxton, TLC, Mariah Carey, Paula Abdul, Rihanna, Kanye West, and even the Jacksons. We say happy 63rd birthday to one of America's greatest hit makers, L.A. Reed. That's it. That's all. That's the Vince Brown in the Morning podcast. I'm Vince Brown from Vince Brown in the Morning. Catch me every Monday through Friday morning, 6 to 10 a.m., right here on WOSD and WOSDradio.com. Please do visit WOSDradio.com to connect to our services, including our request box. And don't forget to download the WOSD radio app from your favorite app store. Actually, Amazon is our favorite app store. Those of you with iOS devices, you can directly connect through WOSDradio.com. Look for the green button up by the Vince Brown in the Morning sign, and you are directly connected. I'll catch you next time on the Vince Brown in the Morning podcast on WOSD.